Ooh. One. You know what? You just made the list. <laughs> there we go. I wish it was smoother. My bad. That's probably a way to do it. That's yeah, I figured out. But Aaron Whitlow. Brandon Spivey here. <laughs> Brandon Spivey here. Welcome back to the Mark Out Movie Podcast, where we give you the best episode of the year with the best and worst films of 2023. Yeah. Don't you love with, that enthusiasm, Aaron? Is that what you're with, asking for? With five honorable mentions for the best. Oh, as we did. Um, but we're doing 10 worst. Uh, let's get it. Let's get into it. Uh, this list was pretty hard for me to com- come up with. I had to move some things around, and and there was a lot of bad movies I've seen. There's a lot of good movies I've seen too. So not everything made my list. Uh, so I'm excited to see what you got. This is one of my favorite shows of the year, uh, for sure. Um, so let's get into it with our. Let me get my banner. Uh, here we go. We're gonna start with the top 10 worst movies 2023. Our list. This is our list. Uh, you want to start it off? Yeah, I can start. I had to change my number 10. Kevin Bacon showed up, so he saved it for me. <laughs> from putting it on the list. I know what um, you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Oh, I, I man. You like that cameo. <laughs> Uh, but a house party makes my uh, number ten list. I actually I forgot this movie forgot came out. Me too. I forgot about it. I didn't have it. It's not even on my list. It wasn't gonna make mine, but but Kevin Bacon showed up and took the other movie out, which I'm expecting you that to be in your best list. But for me, it just it didn't work. And that's leave the world behind. I yeah, wanted to leave the movie behind. I didn't. What? It's ten is what is ten for you then? It was like it was house party. It's house party. Yeah. Ten for me is a movie that love everybody loves, but I didn't. Barbie. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. I now I thought I watched this yesterday. I had such a great time with it. I only watched it to put it on my worst films of the year list, though. It just didn't work out for me. Didn't work out going on the way. For crazy. me, uh, the reason why this made my worst list is um, it's simple. Uh, I I just was really like the best the the best feature of the film, and I know you probably made it on your list, so I'm not gonna dwell on it. But I'll just dwell on the negative for me. Is I felt like the best thing I like is obviously Ryan Gosling. He killed it. Uh, Margot Robbie uh, did did great, but 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 Ryan steals the show. Like you know, you're gonna get into it later. Uh, but uh, I just didn't. I thought that the comedy in it, uh, like especially when we went to the real world, Will Ferrell and stuff. I thought it was too cartoonish. It just didn't know what what theme it wanted to hit, uh, and it just like it it didn't really. A lot of jokes didn't really land for me. So that's why Barbie is number 10 on my worst list. 
Brandon, next to you, are next. Number nine for me is uh, it's not even really a John Travolta led film. He's barely in it. Uh, it's more of a Stephen Dorff led film, but it's Mobland. It came out sometime this year. It's dreadful. It wants to be that uh, Jeff Bridges, Chris Pine movie that came out a few years back. Sweet something. Um, but uh, anyway, it, it's it plays out like that a little bit. But it was just dreadful, boring, dull. You name it. It it, it was really a hard watch. Mm. All right. Number nine for me is a movie that I think you was anticipating this year. Meg to the Trent. Uh, it made my worst list. Uh, actually, what's crazy about it is I actually enjoyed the first one. I surprised, I surprisingly enjoyed it, uh, especially after revisiting it. And you know, getting out of my head, it's not going to be draws. It's going to be a different truck movie. Let me just go ahead and go into it. And I lean into the Jason with Jason Statham and and the camping characters around it. So yeah, I end up liking it. But the second one, the sequel. Oh man, it just was, it was just frustratingly difficult to get through. And um, it just made my worst list, made number nine. Make my list on either. I had a lot of fun with it though. I think it's a much better film than the first one. It's it's more fun to me. Uh, but I had some issues with it, uh, but it doesn't follow the book. <laughs> That's my big issue, but I... I can't get mad if you put it on your worst list. I couldn't get mad if you put it on your best list. I didn't put it on either. It was just because I didn't feel like it was a good movie, but it was a fun movie to me. So I did things a little different this year. I wasn't biased with my list this year. So that was your number nine. Number nine. Yes, sir. Number eight for me. Please kill this franchise. Please. The Nun 2. I hate this movie. I hate the first movie. I just, I want her to go away. I want her to die. Please kill off the Nun franchise. Uh, you know, it's funny you said that, because number eight for me is The Nun 2. Like, <laughs> no kidding. So we matched on that one. We both equally hated that movie. I felt it was a waste of time, a waste of talent. Uh yeah. With uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, not Famka, but uh, her sister. Whatever. Uh, one. But I think she's she's terrific actress, and um, yeah. and, and I feel like this movie was just a, it just was a, oh it was just so terrible. I really I I, I think this is the worst one of the worst times I had in the movie in the, in the movie theater this year was that viewing of that movie honestly. Yeah. Well, since it's right. your eight, I guess I can go to number seven. Uh, sure. The comedy Mafia Mama. Oh, man, I wanted to leave so bad. Um, I actually saw that in the theaters. I wish I hadn't. It was it was the most unfunny movie I've seen all year. I like House Party was bad. But this this takes the cake, man. This is just. It's just terrible. And Tony Collette, she's better than this. She's just better. Yeah. These fire agent or something. She she deserves better than this. Yeah, yeah. Tony Collette, which which she did she had such a great outstanding role in uh in uh hereditary. 
Yeah. It's hard to her take a step backwards with this role. I didn't see the movie, but it, just from the trailer, and I don't really do trailers, but just from the trailer and what I saw, I was not interested. So, um, all right, number seven for me is one that I've seen on Prime. I think actually Shutter to be more specific. It's called An Angry Black Girl and Her Monster. It's a updated tale of Frankenstein, um, where a, a girl's brother is killed, uh, gunned down in gang violence, and uh, instead of letting him, and she's super smart, and uh, and she feels that death is a, is a disease that needs a cure, and so she reanimates her dead brother, and he's uh, and you think, oh, he's going to be a killer monster, killer machine, going to go out and, uh, you know, clean up the, the, the hood type of thing. But that's not what it is. It was just, it, it, if it was that, then I would have been, I would actually enjoyed it, but it just, it was terrible. It's called Angry Black Girl and Her Monster is my number seven worst movie. Idea. I didn't see it. But number six for me is a foreign film that I watched on uh, Amazon called a beautiful life it's uh, about a musician who gets his big break it's just so boring it's 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 just boring you know when you deal with music it should be fun should be uplifting it but it's just so boring the music is boring it's just so dull man i i don't understand how you make these musical it's not a biopic or anything but it's just I don't understand how you do a musical film and it's just so boring. Like, mm. but you know, I, and that's just six, right? Yeah, and it was a uh, foreign film at, at that. I, and is I've never heard of, never heard of it. I'm glad I hadn't. Uh, number six for me is a movie that came out uh, middle of the year, like I would say, like towards the October time frame. I can't quite remember. I've seen it in theaters. Uh, I got to see it with my buddy Quentin Hollis. Uh, it, it lives inside. It's a movie about a girl who, uh, she's an Indian girl who has uh, some type of deity or demon trapped in like a mason jar uh, and it, it's like an entity and it's, uh, and it's essentially called Make It Crazy. It felt a, it felt a lot like uh, uh, smile, mm. but but trapped in a mason jar. But, but but without but without but without like it made me appreciate smile for what it was actually. Well, I say I'm now happy about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like like because you know like you it tried it tried to to be like that, but it just it 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 fell very very short. Uh, but maybe some people will like it. Just for me, it wasn't uh, something that I will remember tomorrow. So. All right, number five for me. Ooh, getting into it now. The really bad ones. Uh, for me, oh boy. Uh, I had no desire to see this movie when I, I didn't even watch a trailer to it. I didn't go see it in theaters. I just watched it yesterday. I, I told Aaron this earlier, well, yesterday. David Gordon Green needs to stop making horror movies. He's gonna become the net Rob Zombie if he's not very he's, if he's not careful. Uh, Etrusist believer, I'm not a believer. I'm not a believer in you, David Gordon Green. <laughs> Where did it go wrong for you? Everywhere. I know the one big part. 
another part, one part where it really went wrong, where it took a turn for me to, which I'm like, well, why? Why even bring us? That was my thought, but okay. Oh, uh, her at the end? Yeah, Reagan? like, no, no. No, uh, no, with the mom. Like, the mom. what they did. Okay. Like, I thought that was so, such a, you can't walk back that, you can't walk that back. Once you do something like that, it's just, yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand know. why they even I, brought like, Reagan back, yeah. though. It's a, a cameo, and it's at the, spoilers, it's at the very end of the movie. It's I like, think they were standing forward to, oh, well, it's going to usher in the sequel. I don't believe it will usher a sequel because, um, I don't think it usher a sequel. Yeah, but I just, anyway, I just thought if you're gonna bring that character back, it the focus should be on her. All these years later, I I don't because obviously the demon wanted her because they were writing her name on the wall, and you know that actually reminded me of a one of the films that made my best list. Uh, but yeah, I, I just I. Ninety minutes in, I was like, "When is this gonna get good?" Oh wow! <laughs> you know, and I just, I don't trust the man as a horror filmmaker. I, I just don't, and I'm sorry for all the people so, that did enjoy Exorcist Believer. I'm not a believer. <laughs> and hey, David Gordon hey, Green. Hey, uh, um, hey, after what he did to my precious uh, Halloween franchise, I'm also not a believer. Um. All right, uh, number five for me, the movie that, um, listen, I, at this point, there's been three movies in this series, and I think I'm done with the series. I don't think any other movies have really grabbed me and, and kept me, and that would be uh, the, the third movie I'm talking about, which is the fifth one on my list, is Haunting in Venice. Uh, okay. it's the the, uh, the uh, murder of the Orient Express, uh, the uh, death on the Nile, and now this one. It just that movie, this franchise. I don't know, man. I was I, I'm I'm more into the Glass Onion. Knives out. Knives yeah. out. Yeah, like that. I think that that's a much more enjoyable series. Well, and. Yeah, not. I'm not trying to defend that movie. I didn't like the movie either. It didn't make my list, but I feel Knives Out is for today's audience, and these films are for you know nostalgia. You know the people that read like grew up reading the books. Mm-hmm. I feel uh, I like the second movie, but I agree with you. I didn't like the first or the third one. Uh, so I mean, I was bored watching that this this last one. So. And, wasn't I, it, and and I thought it was like miscasting, with, and I love Tina Fey, but I felt like it was miscasting having Tina Fey in the movie. Uh, it's just and the twist that was she like one of the one of the villains, I think. Um, but yeah, it just it, it was just terrible. It was forgettable. Uh, you're very forgettable. Yeah. Um, what was your number four? Oh, well, number four. Well, see, you brought up a, you brought a shark movie into the worst list, so I have to bring a shark movie into the worst list. I mean, honestly, though, I thought this was going to be my number one. I didn't think anything was going to top The Black Demon, the absolutely worst shark movie I have ever seen. It's it's not even a shark movie; it's a demon movie. I mean, it's it's it's, it's a conjuring with a shark. Well, oh, so it has a shark in it, though. But it's a, I mean, yeah, it's a shark, but it's a demonic shark. Okay. <laughs> it's really big though uh it's really there is one shot in this movie where it, it's going up 
and it's a beautiful shot and it's the only redeeming thing about the movie everything everybody sucks in this movie josh lucas yeah. sucks in this movie i like him but he sucks in this, in this movie. movie okay yeah. so that was the theme for- it sucked what was that's, that, my four four? that's my number four yeah Okay. Uh, well, I didn't skip one for you, right? You, you, we're on, we're on. Yeah, we're on four. Okay, cool. All right, number four for me is a movie that Brandon warned me not to watch, uh, but I watched it to give it a chance. Uh, and I can only say, Dad is better. Testamentary oh. Uh This movie uh, is supposed to be like the backstory for Judge. Uh, in in the uh, in the movie, uh, and it just was an unnecessary movie. Um, it it was terrible. It was terrible, and and uh, and it had David Duchovny in it, and it, they wasted David Duchovny. I felt uh, um, as well. Uh, is he Judd? No, he's not Judd. Uh, he's uh, Judd's dad. No, no, not Judd's dad. Uh, somebody else's dad. Uh, but Judd is like a neighbor. Stupid. Is Judd the main, main character? Yeah, he <laughs> oh, is. Okay. I didn't see the movie. But, I saw the trailer. But, it looked but, atrocious. But, but you say, but you know who Judd is, and I'm only yeah. going to talk about. I love John Lithgow. He did good in the remake. Uh, but I'm I'm talking about uh, the dude who played Herman Monsters. I forget his yeah. name. Um, you know who he is. Yes. You don't believe for one second this guy that has to play Judd will become this guy. You don't believe it. Well, is he it a prequel to that yeah. one or the, the latest Pet Cemetery? I think it's a prequel because it takes place in the 70s. So it's, it's a, I think it's a prequel or 60s or something. It takes, it's a prequel to the original Pet Cemetery. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know which prequel it was to. It's, it's... Well, it has Foxy Brown in there too. She is wasted. It's just what in the world? What do you do? What are you doing? I mean, I went back and watched the original two Pet Cemetery films. I still like the first one, but it's not great. Um, mm-hmm. And the sequel's atrocious. I love Edward Furlong. I love the dude from ER. <laughs> I can't think of his name. But, oh, and it's got uh, Clancy Brown. He's the best part, in my opinion. Clancy Brown, the, the, the sheriff, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's just atrocious. And then I rewatched the remake, and I thought that was bad. Maybe Pet mm. Cemetery just doesn't work on film. Pet Cemetery just doesn't work on film. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, what's your number three? Number three came from a Netflix film that I knew nothing about. I think it's an anime, uh, or I think it's anime. They made a live action movie of it called Zom One Hundred: Bucket List of the Dead. I I can't really tell you what it's about because I forgot most of it. I just remembered I wanted to throw something at my TV while watching mm. it. <laughs> Uh, it, I remember some of the zombies were running. Um, uh, I, I, it's just, I couldn't wait for it to be over. That's what I remember. I just remember hating it so much that I actually don't remember the plot. <laughs> it was, it's that, it's been that forgettable. And it's only been two months since I watched it. So, I mean, it's just, I remember really hating it. Yeah. That's, oh. that's about all I can say. <laughs> uh, number three for me. I was going to switch it up mentally, but I'm not going to do it. I'm going to keep it as the way I did it. It's my final number. Number three for me is uh, is what we already have Marvel fatigue, and this didn't help. Ant-Man and the Walsh Quantumania made my list of worst 
one of the worst, well, number three for me. Uh, at this point, I think Ant Man is just a dead series. I think that it's, it, I, I think Marvel for the most part. I agree with you for the most part. Marvel's movie, I think that they're, they're, they're pretty much dying. Yeah. Uh, but, but I think that Marvel's like little Disney Plus TV shows can still live because Loki is great. Um, now, and now they have What If season two. I hadn't watched that yet, but um, that but I am actually was, interested in watching because I love season one. So yeah, Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania was just Mo- Mordor. Mordor. It's just so dumb. It's dumb. I liked I, it, but I I didn't like it for Ant Man. You I, like it's, it's majors. Yeah. Uh, I thought he was amazing in it. I thought he brought life to the movie. I I was looking forward to him <laughs> down the road, which isn't happening now. So with, I ain't going to go into that. That's another, that's a total different story. But uh, he's the reason I like the movie. But I agree that it, it, it wasn't a very good movie without him in it. Like, uh, Scott Lang was just not, he wasn't Scott Lang in this movie for the most part uh he missed his crew i never thought i'd say this but michael pena is a is is a huge in my opinion he's a huge reason that the first movie is successful uh he brought a lot of comedy to it which is we i was telling you earlier that a certain somebody needs to add some comic relief to his films because they're so dark mm-hmm. um but yeah i mean i'm not surprised that this is on your list um but at my number two uh, was another Netflix movie, <laughs> Killer Book Book Club. I, I don't. This film. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's obviously trying to be Scream, a little bit of I know what you did last summer. It, it's it. It feels like it's trying to be the nineties, but it's so bad. Everything about it is so bad. It just. It reminded me also of that one movie that came out in the nineties, uh, Killing Mr. Griffin. I think that's what it's called. Same author, actually, that wrote I Know What You Did Last Summer, Lois Duncan. Um, it kind of reminded me of that, uh, but it just, it was really stupid. Garnet Whitman is saying, the, uh, I don't know what movies uh, that you were referring to, Garnet. Uh, that movie still has not made, been made. What movie are you talking about? Uh, let me know. Uh, but go ahead, I'm sorry. I just thought it was, it was probably the worst slasher movie of 2023 that I saw. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna watch it, and I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I started, it, but then like like ten, fifteen minutes into it, I was like, I, I'm not gonna do this. That's how I felt about it, and I was like, I'm yeah. not. Gonna do it. That's how I um, felt about my number one. <laughs> well, number two, I mean, uh, and I know you appreciate this. Number two for me, for my worst list, is Priscilla. Uh, oh. You know, I wanted to watch it just to put it on my worst films list. I wanted to make number one, which is going to be hard to top what number one is. But talk about it because I didn't see yeah. it. I know, yeah. I know what it's about. But well, first of all, you can't you can't come behind Austin Butler and play up for one. Like he he's so memorable as Elvis that it's going to be hard for me to never see him as Elvis in anything he does in the future. Uh, uh, but because he did such a great job. Um, that's how I felt about Denzel with Malcolm. Uh, so, you know. Um, but with 
this, it's just like, I just don't feel like, honestly, Priscilla is not that interesting of a person want a movie. Uh, and, and I just wasn't, I mean, I knew the story. It's, 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 it was just, it felt like a lifetime movie. Yeah. If they tell you the thing. All I would say about it, if what she's saying is true, if it all if it happened all like that, which I don't believe all of it's true to begin with, but if it did, okay, stop making money off his name. If you mm-hmm. hate him that much, if he treated you that poorly, stop making money off of his name. That's all I ask. That's all any Elvis fan would ask, but you but you're not gonna stop. You're gonna make money off his name because he's all you got. He's all you had, pretty much all your adult life. Maybe that's a bad take on my end, but I feel if you hate the guy so much, you're willing to make a movie that tarnishes his name. You shouldn't be making money off Graceland. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, what's your number two? Oh, my number two is Killer Book Club. Uh, my number one. Okay. And it's technically a slasher movie, but I don't, I don't view it as a slasher movie. I just I view it as sacrilegious. Uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Um, I never want to see another movie this guy makes, and I know he's got another sequel planned, and he's I think he's going to try to do Peter Pan. Um, no, you're, you're ruining uh, people's childhood. And I've always said you can't ruin something, but you really are. For people that grew up with Winnie the Pooh and you, they watch this movie, even if you're a horror fan, even if you're a diehard horror fan such as yourself, I don't think I'm a diehard horror fan anymore. I, I got too many horror films in my worst films list. Yeah. <laughs> but I really do. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I feel I'm changing. But I, I, I knew this was going to be bad. But I thought maybe it's going to be so bad it's good. But it just wasn't. It, even Christopher Robin was barely in the movie. Um, it just the reasoning why he's doing it is stupid. It just, oh, it just it was it was so bad. Aaron, it was really bad. Did you watch it? No. <laughs> Do you have any desire to watch it? No. I, nor did I have a desire to watch uh, the uh, Grinch horror film. I, yeah, just, I didn't watch that, that one. I just don't. You know this. Just like I agree with you, stop. Nobody wants to see that. Let let your horror be horror. Let your classic fairy tale or story tell stories be that. Don't there's no need to muddle the water, you know. Yeah. Um, but okay, number one for me, the worst movie that I've seen in 2023 uh, uh, is. Uh, I'm surprised House Party wasn't. You said you bought the House Party. Uh, it made yeah. It, I, it, Number I 10, forgot right? about it. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, for me, number one movie that I hated this year was You People. Uh, starring Eddie Murphy and Jonah Hill. Uh, I thought it was just... Listen, I'm just going to go ahead and say this. Uh, Barris or whatever the guy's name is, I just... I don't find him a... I don't find him an interesting writer at all. At all. I don't black blackish isn't that good. Black AF is okay, but not because of him. It's, uh, it's because of other people that's in it. I don't, I don't find him. 
I just don't find him feeling in this movie. You wanted classic Eddie. You know, even Eddie from uh like Harlem Nights, Eddie from uh uh Life. So I'm like Eddie this quipping and things like that. You wanted that, but this but don't you don't put you said this. You don't put Eddie in a movie and and have him be like dead pain. You yeah. don't do you don't you don't and, and, and then Jonah Hill, it, it was it's pretty much uh look who's coming to dinner, but you can't first of all, you can't touch the Sydney Portier film. That you know, just stop with this. And it is dumb. It was just dumb. Uh, I mean I didn't There's only one joke I probably laughed at. And, and that's probably Julia Little Dreyfus. Something she said or something. Oh yeah, she she was awkward funny. Uh yeah. <laughs> um I didn't hate the movie, but I didn't give it a fresh score either. Um uh, I don't know what's happened. I, I know what's happened to Eddie. He got he became all family oriented. Um but Jonah, I don't know, I just don't understand. He was good at comedy, right? I mean, mm. in the mid two thousands, he did super bad. He, he did get him to the Greek. Uh, he the twenty one Jump Street films. I mean, he he's funny. Robbie Kramer, Robbie Kramer says that Eddie Murphy flick missed the mark, so he agrees with him. Yeah. So um, I, I don't blame this on Eddie though. I blame this more on Jonah Hill because he he's I think he's one of the writers, I mm. believe. So I, I put this on Jonah Hill's shoulders uh, more than do eddie but i i don't i don't know what's happened to jonah i'm a big fan of jonah but i don't i don't know but i understand i i knew you had frustrations with this film because you told me about it way before i even watched i was like great that's great this movie's gonna suck that movie because it was one of my mm-hmm. most anticipated films honestly yeah. i mean jonah hill and eddie murphy together you people it's gonna deal with race it's gonna be funny but it wasn't. It wasn't funny. It was yeah. borderline boring. Um, all right, we'll go ahead and jump in then to our best honorable mention film. Um, uh, I went last, so you started off. All right. Uh, do you want me to go five through one or just five? With you these? go five, and then we go from there. Okay, okay. Number five for me. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I thought this was a solid finale for Harrison Ford and Indiana Jones. I really would have loved to put it in my top 20, but I there's some parts that just didn't gel for me. But overall, I thought it was a good swan song for Harrison Ford. All right. Uh, for me, number five is a movie I had fun in theaters, Cocaine Bear. Uh, it was a I had a fun time. Uh, like Brandon said, uh, give a bear cocaine and the bear kisses. That's what you. That's what the movie is. That's what it uh, is. And, and and it was just as crazy as I thought it was gonna be. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed every moment of it. Uh, even though yeah, it's based loosely on a real on a true story, but it's not. It's it's not that story. But I love the what if. I'm sorry that that's the last movie that Ray Liotta went out of. But you know, yeah, you know, like Ray, and I, I, you know his, his career deserves better than Cocaine Bear. But I absolutely love Cocaine Bear. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure Ray was happy with it. I mean, it was a fun movie. 
he was playing a uh, drug dealer. I mean, he kind of went out. I mean, he wasn't exactly a drug dealer in um, the mafia films he played, but I mean, he, it was familiar territory. I would say that for him. Um, number four for me, a movie you didn't like, but mm-hmm. I actually had a good time with it, even though I don't really care for the filmmaker. A knock at the cabin. M. Night Shyamalan. Um, I love Dave Bautista in this movie. And I took it off my list for uh, worse. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the story. I, I although he changed the ending. Like I didn't know that at first, but I was like, why why is he messing with it? But I had a good time with it. I I, I thought it was an interesting story. And I thought it was well acted. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I like Dave. Dave Patricia was the best part um, in that movie. Uh, he was act- Listen, Batista has surprised me as an actor. We spoke about this several times. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I'm, I'm if it's if he's in a movie, I'm going to watch it. Just, you know, I I think that. And I'm going to tell you. So John Cena didn't make in, any of my list, uh, including like the, the worst, the uh, Vacation Friends too. But I think where his career is going is the opposite direction of where it should be going. His career is going down. But maybe it's because Cena is the one-note one, one type of guy, an actor. He hasn't shown me that he can do anything outside of what he's doing. But Batista is, is able to actually do other things. And so, But it, it just didn't make my list. Uh, but number four for me is uh, The Killers. It's a movie that... Uh, I think uh, David Fincher. I don't know. I'm not familiar with it. So I probably do know stuff, but I don't. Really, I can't name anything off the top of my head. But uh, the killer's uh, has Michael Fassbender in it as a uh, as a killer, and uh, he's uh, you know doing his like he, he says he's the best, but is he? Is he the best of what he does? <laughs> Uh, but it is. But it was. It was interesting. Yes. But basically, he see him punk. Calls himself the best, but is he? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but I mean, but it was really interesting. Uh, it has an uh, inner monologue for most of the movie and stuff like that. It was interesting. It's on Netflix. Uh, the Killers, or the Killer, rather, the Killer, yeah. not the Killers. Killer. Yeah, it's on my list. I just haven't gotten to it yet. All right, yeah. number three. You mentioned it already. It's no your number five. Cocaine bear. The bear gets some cocaine. He eats it. He kills people. That's he. he it's it's. I could even, I could only imagine what Bruce would be like on cocaine in Amity. I mean, <laughs> something I'd like Ooh. to see actually. But <laughs> yeah, that's what it is, and it's a fun time. Uh, don't take it too seriously if you haven't seen it. Yeah, I think it's on in. Amazon. Um, it's just a bear eating some cocaine and killing people. Yep, that's it. That's what it is. <laughs> Enjoy that. Enjoy that premise alone. And the kids was pretty hilarious in the movie. So um, I forgot all about that kid. The little boy was so was hilarious. Uh, the number three for me is John Wick Four. Ooh, honorable. But, yeah, I loved it, but I didn't love it like other people probably loved it. You know. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I, I'll tell you what didn't make my list at all. Uh, but it was, it was between that and this. And I had to bump off Equalizer 
three. I enjoyed that one as well, but John Wick four seems like a more uh like a bigger film. You know what I mean? It had a big film feel to it. Yeah. Um man. and um and and it was very epic and, and Keanu like seemed like he went through a lot, you know, like his character John. It just was it was enjoyable. But it but it's you know, it made my honorable mentions though. Yeah, number two for me, in my opinion, best uh, supernatural possession film of this year, The Pope's Exorcist. And the reason it makes my honorable mentions um, is because of Russell Crowe. Mm-hmm. If you take Russell Crowe out of this row, it's just your standard cut of the mill possession film. It's nothing mm-hmm. special about it. But Russell Crowe makes it special. He makes it common. He, he's he's great at this. Uh, he's He's a he's a comic relief. I mean, and he's a star. And I love one of my favorite lines in the movie is like, "Do you know any jokes?" It's like, "No." Learn some. The devil hates comedy. And I was just like, <laughs> yeah, he was just, the best part of the movie." Yeah, yeah, he was. So I mean, I, I loved it. Uh, I had a really good time with it. I wished more supernatural possession films went more comic around it but you know I, i'm glad i've seen it and i'm glad it's getting a sequel there you go number two for me on my best honorable mentions list uh is they clone tyrone absolutely enjoyed uh jamie jamie fox for one was like the best part of the movie uh the but the idea of uh uh Secret organizational plot happening in the black community, uh, and and that's clones. It, it's just a great. I thought it was a great concept, and and it's fun movie. Uh, I was I was never really bored with it. And then, of course, you get my boy uh, uh, Keeper popping up in it. Uh, yeah. So you know we we so Ed even was like I was like yes, <laughs> and I and I wanted more Keeper. Absolutely. <laughs> like, uh, but. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. I, I enjoyed the movie, man. Uh, but if you, if you haven't watched it, uh, go in there. I think you're going to absolutely love uh, uh, General Love, Jamie Foxx. You're going to love that uh, uh, David Allen Greer pops up in it as well. The Preacher, short part, but he pops up in there. It's, it's a fun movie. I loved it. My number one. Uh, is a comedy that surprised me. I had such a good time with this. The Machine, based off the comic, uh, I forgot his name, but I had never heard him before. So I was like, Machine. I was like, what is this? But I saw Mark Hamill was in the movie, and it was kind of my selling point. Mark mm-hmm. Hamill doing comedy. I was like, I gotta see it. I mean, and I thought he was great. Um, I just had, I just, I had a blast. It made me. It was a rated R comedy that it felt like something should have came out in the 90s, but still works today. I I just I really had a really good time with it. And there's a a, a Russian looking dude that that's you're a wrestling fan that just looks like Cody Rhodes. Hmm. The blonde hair and everything. He just looks like Cody Rhodes on steroids. And I, I just had a really good time with it. It was, a, it was a nice little surprise this year for me. Well, number one for me for my honorable mentions uh, list is 
uh, movie that came out in June, uh, The Blackening. Uh, I, I loved it, man. I loved the, uh, the uh, it, you know, whatever black folks do with horror movies, man, and knowing that they're in a horror movie type of thing, it was just, it was fun. It had fun characters, uh, sometimes overboard, but uh, but it was, I, I thought it was like, I thought it was a fun little movie. If you haven't seen it, I, I suggest you watch it, watch it, The Blackening. Um, it, it was a pretty, pretty, probably a little good horror comedy. Satirical, I would say, some part. So, yeah. Well, here we go. Here we go. Are we the doing it the same way? This is 2023. Yes, we're going to do uh, our traditional way of doing it. So let's start off. So 20 through 16 or just 20? It's 20 through 16, yes. Okay. I think it's our tradition. Yeah, okay. Number 20 for me, uh, Transformers, Rise of the, Mich- of the Beast. I actually enjoyed this. I'm not the biggest Transformers fan of the movies, but I actually had fun with this. Um and I love the end credit scene. It's got me excited. I don't know if Aaron has seen this or not. I'm not going to spoil it if he hasn't. I've seen it. I've seen it. Okay. Uh, I'm very excited for the future of where they're going. Uh, but yeah. number 19 for me, I I enjoyed this movie. I did. I with, just with didn't. That, I'm sorry. With, uh, with your first one, didn't make my list. I absolutely did enjoy it, though. Uh, uh, number, number 19, Creed 3. Uh, I enjoyed it. I put it once again, kind of like Ant Man. I enjoyed it for the supporting character. Uh, same guy. Um, you know, uh, I love. I, I don't care for Adonis Creed too much, especially without Rocky. And Rocky should have been here in this movie, especially spoilers when his mom passes away. The 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 history between the Creeds and. The Balboas. I mean, he should have been there, but he wasn't. Uh, no explanation given, really. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the story for the personal story that this was with Adonis and his best friend. That got no mention in the first two movies, but I, you know, it, I wanted more of the other character, you know. But you know, I don't know. Michael B. Jordan. He just isn't doing it for me like he used to do it for me. I'm losing faith in him, I guess. I don't know. It's weird. Mm-hmm. I, I hate that. Oh, yeah, I'm still going. Yeah. <laughs> and this will be a surprise to you. Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, is number 18. I liked it, but as I told you, I feel this franchise is starting to have some flaws. They're depending mm-hmm. too much on Tom Cruise's, you know, his... But, Work. His stunts. It's it's. I felt this was more of a stunt film than an actual storyline. But uh, it makes number eighteen, and also another surprising twist. Scream Six is number seventeen. I Ooh. enjoyed the movie. I just didn't like the ending. The ending it it loses some points of the whole family being involved. But um, I did love the ruthlessness of Ghostface in this one. I thought he was the most ruthless he's ever been. Uh, just the ending, and now with the news of the new one, it just I, this this probably should be it, really. Maybe. You know, uh, and number 16, Tom Hanks led film, A Man Called Otto. 
Uh, I, I greatly enjoyed that movie. 2023? Yeah. Came out in January. Hmm. Didn't know that. Um, all right. Um, number 20 for me. You just mentioned it after long ago. Scream 6. Uh, I enjoyed it. high up. Yeah, I thought it, it was fun. There's other movies I like more than that. But uh, it was fun. I thought that uh, I love the idea of Ghostface in, in, in New York and then playing with the elements in New York. Yeah. Uh, but it's all for nothing now because where are we going to go in this series? Uh, I don't know. Uh, number 19 was Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Uh, that movie absolutely blew me away as far as like uh, the comedic elements in it. Chris, Chris Pine. Uh, was that Chris Pine? Yep. Yeah. Okay. I want to. I don't want to confuse my Chris's. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he uh, he did a great job uh, in it. Uh, the little side characters. It just was fun, man. It's really really enjoyable. Uh, number eighteen for me is the documentary that I watched uh, on Apple Plus and uh, or Apple TV, and it's called Still a Michael Jackson uh, a Michael J. Fox movie about uh michael j fox and his parkinson uh he's uh he's talking in in his own words uh but not only that they cut scenes from his movies and then have like stand-ins do be him uh you know in certain things it just was like really beautifully crafted together um it was really enjoyable um but yeah so that was my number 18. number 17. It's a movie that I absolutely enjoyed uh, watching and reviewing. And you are not, you are so not invited to my Bart Mister, uh, Bat Mister, rather, because uh, she's a girl. Um, but yeah, uh, it's Adam Sandler's daughters with Adam Sandler. Uh, mm-hmm. So Netflix, uh, it was enjoyable. Adam, uh, we we mentioned how he was able to take the back seat to let his kids shine a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, and it and it was fun. It's a fun movie. It's probably the best. Happy, uh, happy Madison film that came out in a, in a while, and so yeah, it's actually I thought it was really good. I thought his daughter did an excellent job, and, and I'm thinking about it now. She should be on my list for like uh, outstanding young actors and actresses. So she did a really good job. Um, number sixteen for me is on Hulu. No one will save you. Uh, it's a movie about a woman who uh, it's a home invasion movie, but it's with aliens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, I thought it was a fun movie. It, it, it had some wonky parts in it, yeah, but for the most part, I, I had I had a fun time watching the movie. Uh, Fifteen for me. You can watch this on Amazon Prime. It's called The Burial. Uh, it's got Jamie Foxx, Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, I think this is some of Jamie Foxx's best work honestly, and it's an important role for Tommy Lee Jones, which he hasn't had an important role in years. Uh, it's based on a true story. It's an emotional story. I, it's, a court, it's a court drama type of film. I, I just, I was really blown away by Jamie Foxx in this movie. Like he, he was flashy. He was cocky, a little arrogant, and I hadn't seen that Jamie Foxx in a long time, but it was also it was serious, too, so it, it, yeah, he, hit, he hit on all cylinders for me. Number 14, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. Um, absolutely had a blast with this. Uh, Good on my list. I loved it, though. 
You didn't. It didn't make your list. Shocking. It didn't make your list. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I love the fact that they're actually kids too. They're they're young teenagers, which is something we hadn't seen in ever really, uh, as far as uh, on on the big screen. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I love the story. I love what's coming. I, it was just a really fun time. Number thirteen, and this is going to probably upset Aaron just a little bit because I expect this to be top five for him. Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. I know, right? It just, I, I, I really did enjoy it. I mean, it's on my top twenty. I just don't like it as much as the first one. Um, maybe it's. I just love that first story. I do love this story, and I look. I, I'm looking forward to where it's going. I just, I don't know. It, I wasn't as invested this time around. Mm-hmm. Number 12, Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. I think it's the best coming-of-age story that came out this year. Uh, I love the actress that plays Margaret. I just thought it was a... I mean, if you're a, if you're a woman or a teenage woman, this movie is great for you. It's for you, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I thought it was so well-acted and such a great story uh you know maybe it make you understand women a little more if you don't understand women for all those young men out there <laughs> um number uh 11. Yeah, buddy. 11. Ain't it, ain't, isn't it isn't it no we go to 11 Six, okay so, 15 to 11 11 dc's the flash uh I loved I love this movie. I don't care what anybody says. I know it's got a lot of hate, but I love the movie. Didn't make my list. I love Ezra Miller. I know it's controversial to say. Wait, let me finish. I love him as the Flash <laughs> in this particular movie. I thought he was great. Um, I love Michael Keaton, and I loved Ben Affleck's opening scene, <laughs> and pretty much the only time he's in the movie. Uh, I, I had a really good time. I thought. It's it, it kind of pains me because it's over. The DCU is over now. So, but I, I at least got a Flash movie out of it finally. And I thought it was a pretty good one. All right. Uh, yeah, I, that one didn't make my list. Uh, and I, uh, it made my honorable mentions list. And then I bumped it up. You know, I, I liked it, but then, you know, I was like, yeah, I bumped it up. Uh, but pretty good list. Uh, number uh, 16, right? No, number 15. 15. Is the Netflix original movie? May, December. Uh, stars uh, Julian Moore and uh, Na- Na- uh, was it Nat- uh, Natalie? Not, not Natalie Portman. Yeah, Natalie Portman. That's right. Um, it's about you, you remember that uh, controversy uh, with the teacher who had relations with her students and got pregnant, Mary-Kate Letourneau. Uh, I think so. Yeah, it was like a big tabloid type of, in the 90s type of Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely remember. Uh, uh, but it's pretty much a, fic- a fictional version of those. But what is, what is that, their life like now? Like, all these years later, you know, with, with the family and stuff like that. Uh, how is the like, and I thought it was an interesting uh movie. Natalie Portman plays an actress who's who's coming to Julian Moore 
to study her uh, so that she could play her in a movie adaptation of the events that happened in their life. And so it's a really interesting character study um, about abuse, uh, about like, you know, have have we really started to heal from all the things that have happened? Uh, it's a really outstanding movie. It, I, I would say it'd probably be nominated for some awards this year. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's on. It, I don't know if it's on Netflix yet or it's coming on it, that. It's, it's on called, that. Okay, May December is uh is an excellent, excellent movie. Uh, number fourteen is another movie that will be on Netflix. Uh, I think it's going to be launching next year, but it it we got screeners for it. Was was able to see it uh, early, I guess. And it is the, it's called Society of the Snow. Uh, it's a movie about uh this this uh rugby team in Spain who real life story where they crashed their their, their plane in the Andes mountains and had to survive uh and had to they think about realistically we're gonna have to eat each other uh, and think you know like things that you you don't really want to do but you have to do to survive it was really it was a, it was a great movie especially when they got to the plane crash and it was well done uh, it was it was an excellent time, uh, and you felt the coldness uh, watching the movie. Uh, number thirteen for me, I, I I agree with you. Are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. Uh, that movie uh, is. I agree with you. If uh, you are you are so not invited to my uh, my mitzvah. Is a coming of age movie, but this movie, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, is the definitive coming of age movie. Uh, and I think yeah. it's becoming a movie that years later people will watch, you know, go back to watch. I thought it was that good of a movie. Uh, yeah, um, well casted, uh, just like just you kind of you you really in like the main main actress she's really uh like uh, is drawn to her story and, and mm-hmm. you know she's trying to find out who god is so she goes to different religions to try it out and see what what things are like and she's trying to realize who she is and who she's gonna be uh it's really an interesting movie um and number 12 for me is uh is a movie starring my my, my dude uh, Jer- uh jeremy wright it's called American Fiction. Uh, I guess you uh, watch it. Uh, it was a, a movie about a, a writer who's frustrated with like the crap that's selling. Imagine like the the books that's selling is about like violence, uh, daddy issues, mom issues, uh, you know, things. That stuff is selling. So he wrote a book just as a joke and People are eating it up. People's eating it up, and he's like, "Oh well, now he now he has to, you know, lean into this." It's a really good movie. Uh, uh, and then my dude's also in it. Uh, uh, what's the name? Sterling K. Brown. He's in yeah. it as well. He's excellent. Uh, it was fun, man. I can't wait for you to watch it. Uh, I think I told you where I was watching it. That I, that I liked it. Um, 
Number 11. And then after my number 11, what we can do is just do uh, one at a time for the 10 to 1. Okay. Like. Uh, but um, number 11 for me is a movie that uh, I, we just had our little best list for Christmas. Made my best list for the best Christmas movie I've seen this year. The Hold Over. Um, uh, uh, Paul Giamatti's in it. Uh, he's, uh, he's a not school master, but school teacher. Uh, stuck at school, it's like big fancy school for kids that have nowhere to go for Christmas, and he hates it, and they hate him, and they have to get along. It's fun. It's a fun little movie. It is. It has language, but it's it, it was a Christmas movie, and it felt like a Christmas movie. Um, All right, number ten for me. Uh, it was actually the last film I saw in theaters. Uh, a friend of mine wanted to go see it. He invited me, so I went with him. Uh, Godzilla minus one, and we spoke a little bit about it. Aaron's like, "Why is it so high on your list?" <laughs> um, but I, you know, this is the very first time I've ever seen a foreign Godzilla film. To be honest, uh, never seen all the others. Never, not once. So I, I didn't really know what I was really going into. I've only seen the American version. So I was really enthralled in this movie. I love the story of this one guy's personal war with Godzilla. And, you know, I, it was emotional. It was probably the most emotional Godzilla movie I've ever seen. Honestly, I mean, I can't. It does remind me of the 2014 with Brian Cranston's character, but mm-hmm. I felt they did it better here because he lasts all through the movie. It's not just one act of that personal storyline. It's two hours of this. So I, I, I really dug it. And the the subtitles didn't bother me. Um, shocking, because they usually do. But for this movie, they didn't. And I loved Bad Godzilla. He was fun. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you liked it. Number 10, for me, Oppenheimer. What? <laughs> Yes, Oppenheimer oh. uh, was uh, it was an enjoyable movie. It was very long, it is long a movie, movie. Uh, and it and it and it kept my interest off and on. I say that uh, off and on, off and on, off and on. But uh, it kept my interest off and on. Uh, but mainly, Robert Downey Jr. kept bringing me back. Uh, into does. it, yeah, and uh, and and just and 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 it got really interesting. Uh, Florence Pugh lets it all hang out, but yeah, I knew you would mention that. I just knew you would. But there you go. Uh, go for it, brother. All right, number nine. Uh, you mentioned it earlier. Uh, John Wick, chapter four. John Wick goes through it. He gets ran over by cars. He he gets shot at. He's just. It's a long movie. But it's a fun movie. I never lost interest. Um, I just don't know how they do Chapter 5 with him returning with how his story ended. Uh, yeah. But I had a great time with this. I don't think it's the best John Wick. But I think it's probably the second best. Uh, it, love Donnie Yen in this. I love a lot of people in this movie. This movie has re- a really good supporting cast. Um, it's not just about John Wick. 
mm-hmm. you know, they've done a really great job of building this world and it, it continues with this film. It, w- it was a blast. All right. Uh, number, what is it? Nine? nine. Number nine for number you. Number nine for me is Talk to Me. Um, the movie L.A. Night? Huh? <laughs> L.A. Night? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. No. Uh, no, let me talk to y'all. Uh, but no, uh, no, talk to me. The Australian uh, horror film it came out from A24. Uh, okay. it, uh, about the the hand. It was it was the best horror movie I've seen this year. Um, I just realized even that ride didn't make my list at all. But I liked it. But this movie I love. So talk to me was like was a movie I thought about. It literally it's hard to sleep at night after watching it. So it did its job. Did its job, man. Hard to sleep. All right, number eight for me from the producers of John Wick <laughs> comes Sisu about a, a guy who's a legend who does nothing but kill Nazis. I mean, I I love this movie. I I like this better than John Wick Chapter Four, actually. Uh, of course, it's it's a little higher. But I had such a good time with this. I Aaron left me, but I, I really did. I just love the, the the damage the Nazis do to this guy. But they just cannot kill him. They 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 hang him. He he's a, there. He is. He's he, he, there's an explosions. I mean, he gets shot at. I mean, it, it reminds me a little bit of that Quentin Tarantino movie with Kurt Russell in the car with those three women. There there's a scene there. Towards the end of the movie, they kind of reminded me of that movie, Death Proof, I believe it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, but the main reason this guy just wants to be left alone, and the Nazis just will not leave the old man alone. And I, I'm glad I, I went and seen it. It didn't last in theaters too long this this year, but it didn't make its money back. But it was, in my opinion, straight up action movie, best best straight up action movie I saw this year. Okay. Number eight for me is a movie I got to see today. I watched the screener, um, and I really enjoyed it. It's called Poor Thing. Uh, uh, it stars Emma Stone. Uh, it has Willem Dafoe. Uh, it has uh, uh, Mark Ruffalo. And it's about like a, uh, it's essentially like a Frankenstein story where this man, you know, does some things to reanimate a somebody, Emma, and and she's discovering things. It is really interesting. It, was, it actually had a lot of comedic elements to it as well. Uh, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I really enjoyed this movie. It's just my my uh, letterbox review is brilliantly insane. You thought up that movie was. So. I saw it. I saw your review earlier. Because I was, I, I was suspecting you to have that other. You said you just gonna watch something else, so I was like, Walker, I didn't go to watch it. I didn't get to go to see it. Uh, my number seven, this little Christian film that came out earlier this year uh, called Jesus Revolution, and I thought the movie was indeed a revolution. <laughs> the guy that make- plays G- Jesus and the Chosen is in it, and he just he steals the show once again. That dude is phenomenal i love kelsey grammar in it too i i I love these churches these church members coming together and and 
having a revolution. But I also love the hippie story aspect to it. They're looking mm-hmm. for something, and they're they're going with drugs to find that, and it's not that's not where you're gonna find it. It's not where you're gonna find that peace that you're looking for, and you're gonna find it with Jesus. And I, I love that aspect a little bit more than I don't know his name that plays Jesus in the Chosen. Man, he rocks oh, in this movie. Jeremy Rumi or something like that. You know uh, it. J- Jason, just, uh, something like that. He's, a, he's really good in this. He's he's a really good actor in general, but I mean, he steals the show here. But I I really enjoyed this movie, and I've I've recommended it to people that I come in conversation with when we talk about God and whatnot. But if you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix. If you have a desire to go watch it. All right. Uh, that was my number seven. All right. Um, I'm going to make sure I update top 10 movies. All right. So, um, number seven for me, the movie that is currently on Prime. Uh, very controversial, I guess. But I, I, I liked it for the acting, and it's just weird. Uh, Saltburn. Um, it's on my list. I haven't watched it, though. Yeah, it's, it's it's crazy, it's crazy. But it's but the actor in it, the dude that pops up at the end of uh uh the Batman as a Joker, Paul Dano you know, from Fable yeah, as well. Yeah, no, no, not Paul Dano, not not him. But the oh, guy the that, Joker. Never mind, never mind. That's the Riddler. You know what I'm talking about? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That actor. Uh, he's also in some other stuff. He was in uh, he was in the uh. Whatever that, that movie, uh, the the movie with uh, Colin Farrell last year that won a lot of stuff. He's in that movie. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I absolutely enjoyed the movie. It was it was very sadistic, crazy, uh, entertaining. I was never bored with it. Saltburn. Um, and then uh, it's your turn. Number six for me, based on the Michael Jordan. Nike shoes, the, the, the story about how Nike became what it is today. Uh, Air, uh, directed by Ben Affleck, starring uh, Matt Damon, Chris Tucker, Jason Bateman, uh, Viola, is it Viola Davis? Viola. Yeah. Why are you shaking your head for, man? It's number six. It didn't, it didn't make my list. It didn't make your list? Oh. No. Love the movie, but it didn't make my list. Yeah. Yeah. I love this movie. I I never thought though this a, a movie about a shoe would be so enjoyable. It really was. <laughs> uh, we mentioned this. We we said that Chris Tucker steals the scene. Yeah. Everything they do in the movie. Uh, but yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's air. Yeah. It really is. It's, it's air. What is it? Was it six? Yeah, it was my number six. Number six for me is uh, my favorite. One of my favorite movies I've seen this year, obviously. Uh, the Kills of a Flower of the Flower Moon. Um, it, it Leonardo DiCaprio is excellent. Robert De Niro's excellent. Uh, uh, what's the name? Gladstone. Uh, I, I don't remember the the lady's name, uh, but she's excellent in it. Uh, the whole the movie is just like it. It sticks with you. Uh, you know, uh, it's just it, the, the difference between this and Oppenheimer for me is this: like 
Oppenheimer, I was going in and out of being interested in it, you know. Uh, but this movie, I was interested the whole time. I never was like, I'm not, I'm bored. I don't want to look at this no more. I really enjoyed bored. It. Wow. I never, I never was bored. Okay, but I'm, the fact I'm, you were I'm, bored during Oppenheimer is maybe if I seen it in theaters, it'd been different. But I seen it at home. Yeah. But I, I mean, it's on my list, Oppenheimer. So I'll, I'll talk about it when I get to it. But so it was a really enjoyable movie. The flowers and the killers of the flower moon, excellent movie. It's probably, I, I hope it wins. I don't know if it's gonna win best picture, but I know it's gonna be it's gonna be nominated. It's good. I'm shocked a movie that's not on your list, though. I'm very shocked it hasn't made it yet. Because mm-hmm. I was expecting it to make it because you just saw it. Let's keep it going. I hope it makes it. As big of a keep fan it. as you are of the industry. Number five for me is a movie I saw yesterday. Aaron put it on his worst films of the year. I expected it to be one of my worst films of the year. I was looking forward to hating it. You got to understand. I thought this movie was completely stupid. All right? That's what I said when I told him this. I was like, this is literally the stupidest movie of 2023. This movie is 2023 in a nutshell. It's Barbie, okay? It, it, it It's the definition of today's climate. Everything about it is the world today. You say it becomes what, what? What did you say the real world was like? <laughs> it is 2023, man. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Okay, but the reason I like the movie so much is because of Ryan Gosling. This dude made me laugh so hard. I haven't laughed this hard in a very long time. I I, I needed this laugh. Um, I love Ken. I want a Ken solo film. I want a whole shared universe of other Mattel toys. If, if this is the direction they're going in, I, I'm all for it. And I can't believe I'm saying it because I crapped on this movie as soon as I saw a trailer. I thought so you think was- that you are Kenneth? I am Kenneth. I wanted that shirt, man. <laughs> when I saw it. I was totally behind Ken's story arc. The guy feels like he's not enough. He does everything to get Barbie's attention and she won't give him the time of day. Then he goes into the real world. <laughs> he finally finds his voice. And then he just, he takes it too far, you know, and, but it all ends in a happy note. I mean, you know, Ken, Ken's got to find himself and Barbie's going to go do her own thing, you know? Well, I need to, I guess I need to continue this uh, before you, you, you beat you off all over the side. Oh, yes, the beat off scene. I'm going to beat you off. You're going to beat me off. We're going to beat each other off. Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> all right. So where, where are we at now? That should go viral right there. <laughs> nice. Uh, we're, we're, we're on number five now? Yes, number five. <laughs> number five was a movie that I... The, the animated movie I liked the most this year, uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Um, it is, you, you, you got it. It was in my top five. You're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, uh, Miles Morales. Uh, I, it just was fun. And then, like, the set, the ending, get me ready for the next one. Uh, it's, I don't have, uh, Spider-Man has been doing everything right. 
where where Marvel in itself has been doing things wrong. Spider Man has been doing everything right. That's all, that's all I got to say. Well, keeping it with Marvel, they're not totally dead in the water. They did have one of the most epic films that came out this year. Of course, it closed a chapter in a certain saga, but Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 was phenomenal, and I can't believe Aaron forgot it came out. (laughs) It did not make my list at all. Wow. But yeah, uh, that, that story, and this is what I was telling Aaron earlier, who I was talking about was Zack Snyder. He builds these worlds and they're great. They look great. And but he's so dark. He needs he needs a comic relief. And this is what I think James Gunn does well. And why I, th- I do have I now have hope that his new DC will actually work if Guardians of the Galaxy is any, you know, if, if it's a crystal ball of what's coming. Uh mm-hmm. he can take emotional stuff, but he can also give us comedy in between those emotional scenes. And I think guardians of the galaxy volume three was a perfect example of what he can do in the DC. And I just, I thought this was the best guardians film. Um, This was the best Marvel film in a really long time. I would say this is the best guard, not guardians, but the best Marvel film since Endgame or infinity war. Or I think it's better than Spider-Man. It was fun. It was fun. Uh, yeah, it was fun. Uh, I mean, I love Spider Man. Uh, 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 oh, no way home. Is that it? Yeah. Uh, I thought that was great. Uh, it was. But, yeah, but this was, this was, this felt like a great. All three Guardians, the two, number two wasn't, was the weakest, but all three of them were enjoyable. Yeah. Um, and then the Christmas special was, was good too. Um, number four for me uh, is the color purple, the brand new <laughs> musical made for movie, the motion picture color purple. I wouldn't see it yesterday uh, or last night, and it was excellent. Uh, the issues I thought I was going to have with it. I, I suggest you watch it. I think it, that you'll like it. I don't think it's as heavy as Spielberg's was, uh, uh, but it's just it's, it's color, more colorful. Uh, it's just like, and some and the songs songs are very riveting. Um, and Fantasia does an excellent job. Uh, I was the dude that played uh, Mister. <laughs> Uh, here, or, the Walking Dead. Yeah, Walking Dead. Yeah, he did an excellent job. Uh, yeah, it's really man. I I really enjoyed the movie. It's a uh, it's a uh, it it it's gonna also be nominated. I hope it's nominated for some things. Uh, and it would be awesome if it. I, I don't know if it'll win Best Picture uh, because there's so many other things that's out there. But uh, but it should get something. I think it did an excellent job. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, I figured that was going to be in your top five as well. I saw that you saw it, and I, I saw you gave it five stars. And and nothing against the movie. I was just thinking, how does that work as a musical? Just with oh, it, everything. I, 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 
in my brain, I went, how does that work? Because I'm going by what Spielberg did. I was like, how does that work as a musical? Yeah, it's been a successful Broadway musical for Has it? several years. Yeah, it's been, it's a very, it's a, it's a Broadway musical. It's been, it's been on Broadway like for a number of years now. Wow. And, and, and Fantasia played Seeley first and then um, Cynthia Erivo or something like that. He played her as well. Uh, it's, it's been very popular, but Fantasia does an excellent job in the film adaptation of this. Good job. Um, All right, number three for me. This was number one for a long time for me, but I couldn't be biased here. I had to be. I'll just go and say Super Mario Brothers, the movie, is number three. I think it's one of the very. I'm gonna go ahead and say it's to me. It's the best video game adaptation of all time. Uh, It beat out all the other animated movies that came out this year. Super Mario Brothers. Yes. Your list. yes. It didn't make my list at all. I loved it, but it didn't make my list. Yeah, I I had a blast. This was my number one pick for a long time, and I, it, it the childhood came back. Man, I was a kid again watching this movie, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And if I was biased, this would be my number one pick because this is the movie I had the most fun with all year. Yeah, that's what I said. It's, it, I can't be biased. Uh, I agree with you. Um, number three for me is a uh, movie. From, I think this is probably the best movie that came out this year. It's called Past Lives. Uh, it's uh, it it's about a Korean when they're kids. They were like they dated briefly, but the girl moves from Korea to Canada. Uh, you know they they immigrated over. And uh, and years later, as adult, they find each other through social media, uh, and uh, zoom each other, you know, or whatnot. Not zoom, but whatever it was at the time, or whatever that that was that they did. They did that FaceTime, maybe. Uh, but they did that for a while. Uh, but then eventually, they were able to come together. But life has happened in between that, and it's just like one of the best realistic love stories I've ever seen. Um, because in reality, you know, things isn't as, you know, cut and paste for you. So nope. Bumping the road. And so I loved it. I thought it was an excellent movie. I think it's going to be nominated for Best Picture. Um, if not, yeah, yeah, Best Picture, um, I would hope so. It's just like, was that good of a movie? I think it was a, uh, I think this was a A24 uh, release movie. A24's been killing it. I give them props. Man. They've been killing it. Um, but yeah, past lives. Well, I recommend you watch it whenever it comes out. All right. Number two for me. Keep it with the tradition of A24. <laughs> yep. Uh, Bo is afraid. Now, this is kind of controversial because a lot of people don't like this movie. I'm well aware that a lot of people don't like it. Uh, but for me, this is the most original movie I think I've ever seen. Um, I, uh, Joaquin Phoenix gives the, in my, you know, the guy just keeps on giving the performance of his career. It's Every year, it seems like he tops himself. And I think he tops himself as the Joker, um, as uh, Johnny Cash. I mean, he just... 
is so convincing as Bo. Mm. Like all everything that's wrong with Bo, and that that's why I like it so much. The journey Bo goes on, and he's so convincing in this journey. Uh, it's it's a weird it's it's a very weird film. It's mm. it's intriguing to me. I, I I couldn't take my eyes off the movie when I was watching in theaters. I really couldn't. I was Bo, so glued to the screen. Bo is afraid is absolutely the weirdest movie I've seen this year. Absolutely. <laughs> and didn't like it as much as me. Yeah, or... I was you love you love I loved that, it. You love that crap crazy. I do. I'm, I'm like, it just doesn't get I do that. But uh but I'm I'm watching it like <laughs> I was thinking this while I was watching what what is happening? <laughs> That's what I was I'm thinking. Like, Give me more of this. But, but I'm like, is this in his? And I was like, is this in his head? Is this real? <laughs> is this real? I'm like, what's happening? See, when but it makes yeah. you ask questions like that, it sticks oh, with you. I literally got two reviews on Letterbox for this movie <laughs> because I was I had more questions than I did answers. Uh, but yeah, but as you said, keep it with a twenty-four. Number two for me is. Iron Claw. Yes! The, the Von Eric film. I didn't uh, see it, but I'm glad it, I made your list. It is. It's, this one, I really definitely hope, is nominated for some awards. Uh, uh, I think Zach Efron should be nominated for Best Actor uh, in this for this movie. Because um, he transforms himself into uh, um, uh, Kevin Von Eric. Um, and uh, just and the the casting was was spot on except for Rick Flair, terrible. And when I you watch it, it, a lot of people didn't like the actor that played Rick Flair. Yeah, they should have did better with that. But I think with everyone else, even uh, Harley Race, I was like, I was like, is he related to Harley? Because that's what I was thinking was watching. I'm like, man, um, been dope. You know who I would have cast as Harley? Would have been really good. Uh, but maybe it'd be. Too distracting, Kevin Owens. I think Kevin Owens can pull up Harley Race. Um, but um, he's got but that anyway. face. I will say that he's got the face structure. Uh, or, or or that dude from uh, yeah, remember that one dude that had the hat? Uh, he was like he was like a he was like a cowboy type of role, like with the cut off. I forget his name. Anyway, uh, but no, Iron Claw was excellent movie. Uh, it. I've talked to some of my buddies that's in the business, um, and uh, they really, as wrestlers, they really enjoyed it. Um, and you know, and 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 it hits home. It hits home for a lot of guys. Um, and uh, uh, the guy that plays Frick is excellent. He's like probably one of the best villains of the year. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's just like really good movie, man. Uh, the Iron Claw. I uh, can't wait for you to watch it. I can't wait for you to tell yeah, me. I can't that. wait to see it myself. I mean, I really wanted to see it, but I just, I just haven't had time or the money to go up the Bowling Green to go watch it. Um, but what I want to say about that movie, I haven't seen it, but I do hope it opens up doors for other biopics from guys from that era mm-hmm. or, or then, even before then. You know, uh, like I, one of the main reasons I, I remember when I was a kid watching them. And I was always fascinated with uh, Kevin. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I really was. But the one I really remember the most was Kerry. But I remember him more because he was the Texas Tornado. And I was, you know, the WWE guy or kid back then. And I was always, I wanted to ask you, do they explore any of that after his accident? Is that? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, it's, man, uh, that guy that played Kerry. Like, the only, the only Von Eric I knew was Kerry Von Eric because I was a WWE, a WWF kid uh, as far as, like, growing up. And I remember him hitting. I want to say it's, it was the SummerSlam or Survivor Series. Uh, it, I think he wrestled at both. Um, uh, but I remember was him he, coming down. Um, which one was it? He, I, he was in the, the – he was the Ultimate Warriors partner in Survivor Series. I remember he was him. Intercontinental with, champion at the time, I believe. I remember him facing Mr. Perfect, and uh, and uh, and yeah, hitting him with the uh, the claw and then the tornado punch. Yeah, uh, the punch. Uh, but yeah, I used to do uh, that as a kid all the time. The tornado punch. I I yeah. loved it. I loved him, and I was so sad when he passed. Yeah, uh, me too. Especially the circumstance. I didn't know the circumstances as a kid, but now learning. The family's tragedies. It's just it's one of the saddest wrestling stories of all time. It's, it's very excellent. A twenty four, best studio around right now. Um, uh, what you right. got for number three? number one? I, I know you know what it is, but in my opinion, this movie is going to dominate the Academy Awards. Oh, I know what it is now. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> now was this my favorite experience in the movie theaters? No, it was not. That's why I said I gotta. I can't be biased. But I believe it gave the best performances in this year in Oppenheimer. I, I won't give uh, Christopher Nolan his flowers. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of his. I have cr- criticized him as a filmmaker. Uh, but this one, I was glued to the, the screen. I really was. I thought Celia Murphy was phenomenal uh, as Oppenheimer. Um, I think he's going to win Best Actor. I do. I, I, I love how his brain works throughout the movie. I, I was... So enthralled in that. And I really do believe Robert Downey Jr. is going to win Best Supporting Actor. As you said, he brings you back. He reels you back in. When he was on screen, man, he just, oh, he was so. He was better. He was criminally. He he was so criminal in this movie, man. What he was doing to this guy. You know, Mm -hmm. and it's. But he was so good. He, You said butter. Yeah, he is butter. He's butter on that popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> he really is good though. And I I was really interested in the story. I didn't think I would be. I didn't really view the trailers all that much. I, I knew it wasn't gonna be a really loud movie with about the atomic bomb. No, it was gonna... the sound design in that movie was it's gonna be win for best sound, I think, too. Uh because the way, yeah. the way that the book was sound in a movie was uh some of the best uh, use of sound I've heard in a, since I said Quiet Place. Quiet yeah. Place, they use sound great. This one, the way that they muffled it and, 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 and oh man, so good. Oh, it's, a, it's good. It, it, it's not, a, it's an excellent movie. There's nothing at all wrong with that film. I just didn't like it as much. <laughs> but I, mean, I like it. It's a long but, movie. It hurt it's my back been- watching it. Like it, it did. It's three hours. Uh, also, I want to give uh, this other guy some props. Uh, Josh Hartnett, I think, 
from the limited mm-hmm. role he had, he was this is probably his best work as an actor. Oh, I want to give West Name Mess a shout out. So have you seen Killer of the Flower Moon yet or no? No. No, I haven't. Hey, there's a cameo in there that I think you'll love. Do you already know who's in it? No. Want me to tell you? I mean, you can. It's probably going to be a long time for I see that since it's on Apple. Brandon Fraser. Is he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Played- I, had, I had heard. I didn't know it was a cameo, though. I thought like yeah. he was like one of the supporting actors throughout the whole yeah. movie. No, he, no, he's just in it like towards like the, towards the second to third act. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, but all right. Number one for me is Godzilla minus one. Wow. In my opinion, the best movie I've seen this year. Like maybe, that movie. Maybe, maybe that, I talked in. So I, yeah, I, I went into the theater uh, not knowing, like, without watching any trailer for it. Not really sure what it's going to be because I was like, you know, American Godzilla was okay, you know, whatever. But this one was like, the way it started with this character and just me following this one guy, as you said, got me so invested in it. And then we meet his like makeshift family, his makeshift mm-hmm. friends, and uh, and that scene with uh, Godzilla kind of trailing the boat in the water was just like, oh, I was like, no, I was like, I can't do it. But uh, but yeah, it's just so much fun. It was uh, it's one of those movies that that like you said. Uh, you, you stop paying attention to stuff out of it. Yeah, you do. Um, I think that it should be nominated for Best Picture. I don't see it winning that, but I do see it winning Best Foreign Film, a foreign-speaking film, or, you know, that category. I would I see hope. that. But the way the Academy is, I don't – because it's, it's a popular brand. I, yeah. And it's a I, – I just – I would hope. But it's I, art. That movie, it's just it's just pure art. It's just an it art. Is. Art. No, it, it is. It's the best Godzilla movie I've seen, hands down. And like I said, I'm only I've only seen the American versions, but it is the best Godzilla film, and I would say it's the best Godzilla I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Now I, I know a lot of. I got a really good friend in Cody that he's he's a massive Godzilla fan. He probably would disagree with me. And that's okay, because uh, he's seen them all. He knows what he's talking about. I don't uh, when it comes to Godzilla. I just I'm just going by what I have seen. But he really liked it as well. So uh, he said it's the best Godzilla movie that's come out in a, a long time, though. That's what he did that, tell me. So, well, that's our list for 2023. Yeah. Uh, let us know in the comments uh, on Facebook, on YouTube, or wherever you may watch this. Or I'm gonna try to get this one on uh, on the uh, the uh, anchor app so, so people can listen to it. But comment, please let us know what was your favorite movie, what was your worst movie of 2023, um, and also Brandon, tell them what we got next week. Next week, as we usually do after best and worst, we do our most anticipated films of 2024, which is gonna be pretty hard for me to do, but. I'm, I don't know what's coming at all. So Me except too. for Beverly Hills Cop, I know that's coming. But I know like, one movie is coming. Uh, it's I have to really research and see what's coming. Uh, I look forward to it though. I look forward to that episode every year because we're usually so wrong <laughs> about what yeah, we think is going to be good. Uh, 
end of the of it, like not, like my most anticipated last year uh, or this year uh, compared to what my best and worst was this year. I can't say that cocaine bear was on my anticipated and it is on this list. Uh, so yeah. it, 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 it was, that was true. Scream was on this list and she was on that list. So it made this list. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other things that, uh, that I don't know if I put guardians on it, but yeah, it, you did. It, you did. But it didn't make my list because I forgot that it that it was the thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, my most anticipated film of the year was Mission Impossible, and um, I have to say that disappointed. Even though it made my best films of the year list, when it's your most anticipated film, if it's not the top five, you got to consider it a, a disappointment in some aspects. Barbie and see, and with that being said, Barbie made my most anticipated list, and it wasn't. It made my worst list. But yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't excited for Barbie at all. So uh, that was a that was probably the biggest surprise of the year for me that I actually enjoyed it and I acted like a fangirl, laughing hysterically at Ryan Gosling. But he is the reason why I really liked it. I will say that. All right. Well, uh, uh, Brandon, what do we want the people to do typically? If you, what's that? <laughs> what, do you, what do we want people to do? <laughs> I try to say it like Eugene Levy in American Pie. What's that? Uh, we want you to like, share, subscribe, and comment. Uh, like, share, and subscribe, and comment yeah. on Facebook and YouTube. And All if right. you got Anchor and you listen to us on Anchor, uh, share it if you can. Yeah, if you... we're gonna try to get back on anchor. Uh, well, we appreciate you listening. Uh, Aaron Whitlow, Brandon Spivey. Thank you for marking out with us here on the Mark Out Movie Podcast. Have a good with uh, rest of your year. It's almost yep. over. It is. Yeah, be safe. Super safe.